You're listening to episode number 78, What Women in Great Marriages Know That Others Don't. Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hey, everybody out there. How are you doing? I hope you're doing great. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're new, welcome. If you're old, welcome. (laughs) I'm just happy to have you with me tonight. And I'm also happy to have discovered this person. Her name is Meg Tuoe. I could have pronounced that wrong. Last name T-U-O-H-E-Y. And she is the owner of Making Relationships Work. So if you wanted to search for her. But I've been reading her stuff, listening to her podcast. Um, And I really like her. She's from Australia, so it makes it really easy to listen to. And so part of what I'm going to say tonight is adapted by some of her work. But as a divorce coach, I have been asked, hey, do you promote saving marriages? Or, you know, do people call you and in your consultations, you're like, yeah, get a divorce. Or come on, you guys, if you've listened to any of my stuff, you know that I want your marriage to work. That will be my first and foremost goal is to see if there is reconciliation, if it's salvageable in any way to work on that. And in listening to some of Meg's stuff, I thought this is really, really good for the individual. This is really good for either, she focuses a lot on women, but women or men in any relationship. It doesn't have to feel like it's a sinking relationship. It could be a great marriage, but you just want to make it better. Maybe your communication isn't where you want. Maybe, you know, you really want that extra passion, that extra happiness, and you feel like possibly your marriage could be at stake, but you just don't know exactly how to change things. So this podcast is for you if you really want to build a rock-solid and thriving marriage or if you do feel like you have a lot of sadness, you are blaming, you have resentment and contempt, it is also for you. So any aware that you are on the spectrum, it doesn't have to be sinking, like I said before, for this to be valuable for you. I feel like I have a great marriage and from listening to some of Meg's points and what I'm going to present tonight has really, really helped me. So I hope so much that it can help you. So the concept really is in you don't feel like you can drag your spouse to marriage counseling. You know, you don't feel like you have, hey, every single week we've got time ironed out for this counseling and therapy and and how long will that go and how much will that cost? It's really based on the individual. What can you do? What type of shift in your wisdom can you come into to experience a shift in your relationship, a shift in your marriage? And there's five things that I want to touch on tonight that can really make a good shift. And the first one for me is huge. The first one is called put the soul back in soulmate. Now you're probably thinking, okay, what kind of like amazing dates am I going to need to go on? What kind of romance am I going to recreate? 
what you know when I say put the soul back in soulmate that's really not what I'm even suggesting it goes into what is called a bid let me explain what a bid is a bid is when your partner reaches out to you and let's use the example of they say hey look at that beautiful bird outside the window and so that is the bid to you and you're sitting on the other end of the couch and you can respond to that bid in many different ways you could go eh, you know grunt it off eh, like who cares about the bird right or oh cool pretty bird while you're still looking at your phone or you could be like wow babe that really is a gorgeous bird oh I didn't even notice those colors are amazing right so when your partner is reaching out to you even in conversation you know some something simple as I want you to notice this how it is received is really they notice me or they do not notice me right and we can think of it when we have done that when we say hey look at this or I want to tell you about my day and it's it's not received well and we don't have the reaction that we want like for me I want full eye contact from my husband I want him to listen and comment you know on every tiny thing about how this person dyed their hair and I got red all over the bathroom and whatever right I want them to be engaged in my story so basically when when we accept their bids when we are accepting and we kind of emphasize it there's more growth therefore they will give you more bids they will reach out to you more and the other side is true when we grunt when we're behind our phone when we ignore when we eh, we just don't think it's that big so those less accepted bids they will start giving you less and less bids they will start to retreat they will it's a learned habit if they are not accepted um, then they are not going to be giving you as many bids so I, I just thought that was really really monumental and life-changing for me I'm like okay yes when my husband is saying something I really want to reflect that I want to take it in and pay him that attention it's that small and we can do that with our kids too but you know we're talking marriage right now but and the cool thing that happens you guys because this is the individual thing is when we do it it starts to be mirrored back it will be it will be seek to be the change that you want to see in others first right I think that's Gandhi that just came all right so number one put the soul back in soulmate by accepting those bids number two we want to feel like it's us against the world right it's that building your team concept how can you build your team the biggest thing in team building with a couple I feel is to be there when one of you has fallen maybe when one of you isn't scoring the way they they should be scoring maybe when one of you isn't doing your best or feels defeated or has experienced some some sort of failure and they come to you and 
It's how you react there. This is different than a bid. This is, I'm down and I need you. I need my teammates. So how are you gonna show up for them, all right? Now, the story is a lot of women will go to their husbands and they will tell them some failure, some defeat, something that's really bothering them, and they don't want a solution. They just wanna be heard and understood. Now, the funny thing is, I totally get that, but I'm, I guess I have a masculine personality because I do like solutions. <laughs> and so I really have to work on this number two. But what Meg suggests is to hear and understand them, not solve the problem unless they ask. Oh, wow, that's really hard for me because my husband seriously can be in the middle of telling me something, something, a problem that has gone awry. And I will already, like, I'll probably cut him off and tell him all the solutions, right? I'm a life coach. I'm going to tell you all the solutions. I'm going to tell you what to do. (laughs) And I'm not even supposed to do that. So I'm really working on that listening part. But she talks about this empathy not solution technique and basically it is totally about not giving any solutions so this is tough for me guys but we are supposed to listen and comfort show empathy express how that might be hard ask about their feelings for heaven's sakes okay do all of those things Mourn with those that mourn. Comfort those that stand in need of comfort. And you will get team building right there. And then what happens there? Just like number one, he will model your behavior back to you. And so you then will feel more validated and understood. Your feelings will be heard. I know this works. I know this works when we change ourselves. So empathy, not solution technique. Wow, I am going to work on that one. So no solutions unless they ask. And then you go into them, you ease into them. All right, so number two is us against the world, team building. Now, number three is interesting. We want to use our conflict to gain a connection. Now, when I say the word conflict, a lot of people run for the hills. Okay, if you please go back and listen to my last podcast about pleasing people. Okay, the the people pleasers. Number one way to realize if you are a people pleaser or not is if you like to avoid conflict. I'm guilty of this a little bit. I, I don't enjoy conflict. But when there is conflict avoidance, that's worse. And we can have years and years of pain and years and years of resentment and contempt can build because we are not adequately expressing our disappointments or our fears or our problems or our or a problem we see in them or something that needs to be addressed we just don't even bring it up because we it's just not worth the pain of the conflict right but this it doesn't have to be a conflict how we would define it It's not yelling at each other. It's not this or that. So when we start, when we need to say something that has potential conflict, or we're just feeling a conflict within, we need to get it out. So 
we have a gentle startup. If you can start gently, I promise you it'll have a gentle ending. So this is basically communication, conflict communication number one. All right. And the whole time you are going into this and expressing the conflict that you have, you're thinking in your mind that you are a team, even if it feels very personal. You know, maybe he criticized something of you that you were doing or, or whatever. If it feels personal, try to keep your mind centered on we are a team. We are a team. Another thing with this is use dialogue, not gridlock. We're going to talk it through instead of ultimatums. Ultimatums are gridlock. Things like that. We want to keep talking. So how can you keep talking? It's another technique called empathize and switch. So there's that empathy again. Interesting that this podcast is laced with empathy in helping to save your marriage and make your marriage better. So the empathize and switch technique is where you say something. Okay, we're easing it into it gently. And then you're silent and you're listening, genuinely listening to what they have to say until they're completely done. And then you switch. So it's empathize and switch. Then it's your turn to talk and express, always thinking of how you are a team and you never interrupt. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> so I am really excited to use this. It is so much better that if there is an issue to bring it up initially, to go ahead and bring it up don't let it fester. Don't let it fester because it will build. It will build into a volcano and then you will have an eruption. And that's a hard time to think about <laughs> how you're a team and how you want to empathize. So when you have those conflicts, please bring them up. So that was number three, conflict to connection. It can really help you connect. Number four, it goes without saying, bringing back that sex life, okay? Has it waned a little bit? It's difficult because men typically have sex to connect emotionally and women have to feel connected emotionally in order to, to have sex. And so basically if one, two, and three of these methods are met, I can guarantee you that the sex life will automatically improve. So another thing with with getting into this better sex life, and a lot of times you'll take these marriage courses, whether online or in person, and you'll have like this blast of this <laughs> great sex life. You'll do like a seven day challenge and you'll be like, yeah. And, but then what happens after that? You go back to the same old patterns <laughs> of it waning a bit. So it has to be a mindset. Start listening to the, gosh, I have a friend that has a podcast. She's a sex coach. It's Amanda Louder. Go listen to her. You know, get it in your mind. You can shift your focus to sexuality instead of sex. If sex is kind of overwhelming for you and you think of it as a chore or whatever, you can start to shift your thoughts and your focus to just sexuality, to to how you feel when you're close to your spouse, to hand-holding, to hugging, to cuddling, to 
kissing to those type of things that are that part of it but are more of that sexuality within yourself and what you need and so i'm all about setting the goals the seven day challenge but the underlying issues have to be kind of addressed and as you feel that connection when you're doing one two or three this will automatically come come in but it'd be really good to have a conversation about maybe what you want to try as far as uh, qualitative goals so that means number that you're going to go for it and quantitative um, the experience and the connection and the love so having those open discussions can really help as well then number five is transform your life with a like-minded community and mentor I think that if you want to level up in anything, if you include a mentor like a coach, a therapist, or even a, you know, like a trusted mentor who has the success that you're looking for. So in this instance, they have an awesome marriage. You respect this individual. This individual is all about love and life and credible and accountable and trustworthy. That transforming your life will happen when you have that accountability when you have not only the community you know so I'm saying more than just relief society <laughs> I'm saying to have a person a coach or I or whoever that you can go to that you can connect with and who can keep you accountable for the goals you can tell them about your goals in your marriage you can tell them and confide in them and that they can check the cool thing about a coach is usually you're paying them and so you know you're investing in them <laughs> and so you're like i'm gonna do the homework that they assign i am going all out is typically what happens so it's a self-accountability and in any situation when you have someone holding you to it you're going to do much better so that's simple, that's simple. And then putting yourselves, surrounding yourselves with like-minded individuals who have high goals, who want great marriages too, that aren't sitting there knocking on their husbands all the time. And you know, you wanna be uplifted and uplifting. And, and this doesn't include just a book or a blog. Those are great, but this is like a real community and a real person you're checking in with. So just to reiterate, to summarize, number one, put the soul back in soulmate. Those bids, accept those bids. It's so important. Number two, it's us against the world mentality. How can you build your team? Remember, empathy, not solution technique. Then number three, conflict to connection. Actually be okay with your inner conflicts to express them because it can lead to connection when you're using that strategy of empathize and switch. Number four, bring back that sex life. Do what it takes, guys. The number five, transform your life with a like-minded community and mentor. All right, I hope that helps. I know it has helped me a lot. So that's all I gotta say. Go out there and have amazing marriages so that you don't have to come to me. <laughs> All right, make it a great day, make it what you want. Take care, bye. 
Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.